0: Saw this cartoon posted on Facebook a few weeks ago, and I just couldn't absolutely. I just couldn't resist uh, showing it to you. Uh, you see uh, Yoda there uh, from Star Wars paying homage to Baby Jesus. Now uh, I don't know if you can see him there, just right above uh, the donkey. Uh, but this you know gives absolutely new meaning uh, to the concept of the cosmic Christ, Christ for. Uh, the cosmos. Well, we need a a little humor uh, at Christmas, don't we? I I told my annual bad Christmas jokes to my table group this past Tuesday, and uh, the tech team is just begging me to to tell you and to share them again. So I'm going to share my annual bad Christmas jokes with you. Once again, you've probably heard them. I'm sure you've probably heard that archaeologists have discovered that there were actually uh, four wise men instead of three. Uh, the fourth brought a fruitcake and was turned away. So bada bing. And my guess is uh, you haven't read the story from uh, the Post about the award-winning journalist who took a trip down through the Deep South. Uh, for the purpose of studying some of the deep southern traditions and customs. And uh, this journalist went through uh, multiple uh, deep southern states. And uh, one time she, she stopped at a convenience store. And she went to the convenience store and she noticed something really interesting. There was a, a nativity set uh, that was set up there. And the nativity set had uh, all the, the typical characters that you see, uh, but then also saw some firefighters. Uh, posing as the wise men. And the journalist uh, looked at the lady at the cashier and she said, Hey, uh, uh, this is a beautiful nativity set, but it's not quite accurate. And uh, the lady said, Well, what do you mean? And the journalist said, Well, there are firefighters there. They weren't there the first Christmas. And uh, the cashier then pulled out her well worn Bible from underneath the cash register. She turned to the Christmas story and she said, look, it's right here in the good book. The wise men came from afar. (laughs) If if you're from the South, you probably got that joke. Uh, Bad jokes, I tell. Um, Our Advent theme today uh, is a theme that often gets confused uh, with happiness and humor. And it's that beautiful theme of joy that we've already been celebrating as the lyric of O Holy Night goes, sweet hymns of joy, in grateful chorus raise we. Let all within us praise His holy name. Christ is the Lord. Oh, praise His name forever. Sweet hymns of joy. The Bible records a few songs of Christmas. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, broke out in song when his son was born and said, praise be to the Lord of Israel because He has come to His people and redeemed them. Mary, the mother of Jesus, sang when she learned of God's miraculous plan, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices. There's that joy. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. And songwriters from that first Christmas on have been writing sweet hymns of joy about Jesus. Uh, Let's just take an interactive poll for those of you who are using uh, the chat room. What is uh, your favorite sacred Christmas carol? What's your favorite sacred Christmas carol? Just post it there for others uh, to take a look at in the chat room. Sweet hymns of joy. The text that the Hudgens family read earlier as we lit the advent candle has several themes. I honestly think We could spend a year preaching through John chapter 14 and 15. There's the beautiful theme of love that we'll cover next week. There's the theme of peace that we covered last week. There's the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then in there, just almost deeply embedded, we see this little nugget of joy that gets lost in all of these other high-flying themes. Jesus tells his disciples that he loves them with the same depth of love that God has for him. And then he says to them, I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and that your joy may be complete. Let's allow this one little verse to be our focus this morning. And I'd like for us to see the double delight of Christmas joy. Notice Jesus says, I've told you this so that my joy may be in you. Christmas reminds us that Jesus was fully divine and fully human. One aspect of his humanity was his very human, very normal range of emotions. Jesus showed intensity when he was Confronted by the religious leaders. He showed humor in several of his teachings. He showed righteous anger when he broke bad in the temple. And he showed sadness when he mourned the death of Lazarus. Some even say a bout of deep, deep depression came over him in the Garden of Gethsemane as the agony of the cross loomed. And he said that my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow almost to the point of death. Jesus expressed the full range of emotions, and we don't spend enough time talking about the joy of Jesus. Jesus says in this passage, I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you. What does he mean here? Remember the context of this passage is his farewell discourse. He is heading to the cross to die. Judas has just betrayed him, although the deed had not been done just yet in this section jesus tells his disciples yes that he loves them he tells them yes the holy spirit is going to come and to be an advocate for them and strengthen them but he also warns them that trouble is coming and that their his opponents will hate them that the world will hate them so he is encouraging them here stay the course be loyal follow in faithful obedience And don't lose heart. Most scholars concur that the joy that Jesus is referring to here is the deep delight and the deep satisfaction he receives when we follow him in joyful, loyal, glad obedience. Let's be sure to note, Jesus loves us no matter what. The Bible tells us that we were still sinners, Christ Died for us. Jesus loves us with a willful, chosen, unconditional, sacrificial love. No doubt. Paul tells us in Romans that nothing can separate us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, even our disobedience. However, loving us with this unconditional, chosen, willful, sacrificial love is not the same as taking this deep delight in us. Parents love their children deeply, even when they're not obedient. And any parent will tell you that they have this deep delight, which is another emotion, when their child obeys them out of love. Let me say that again. Parents know the deep, deep love of their children, for their children, even when their children are disobedient but there's another emotion there's a different emotion when a parent takes this incredible joyful delight when their child obeys them out of love it has to be the same way with Jesus i mean think about it for a moment just consider the resume of jesus in bullet points if you will savior of the world agent of creation great high priest redeemer and reconciler of humankind teacher in the ways of eternal human flourishing and other duties assigned by God the Father. Everybody always has those other duties. When Jesus sees us fulfilling, a key part of his life's work, his teaching for eternal human flourishing, he takes incredible delight in us. Those of you who are teachers know you've experienced the joy of, of your students embracing and applying all that you've taught them. Uh, A while back, I was prompted to write a note to one of my ministry mentors. I've been in ministry now uh, three decades. This is my 30th Christmas season, celebrating as a pastor of a church. And I wrote one of my ministry mentors, who's been with me the entire journey, and I shared with him some of the key lessons that I still apply to this day, this man is named Bob Dale, and his influence in my life has had a profound impact not only on me, my ministry, uh, but also every church that I've served. He seemed to take delight in hearing about his impact as a teacher. Let that sink in for a moment. As disciples. When we stay true to Jesus, when we cling to Him even in hard times like a pandemic, He takes delight in us. He brings, we bring Him great joy. And I think there's even an extra measure of joy when we stay faithful even in difficult and hard times because this is what He did. Hebrews 12 says for the joy set before him jesus endured the cross jesus endured the suffering of the cross because his purpose to redeem humankind was on the other side and that brought him infinite and eternal joy think about it this way the marathon runner experiences incredible physical pain and exhaustion but the joy of completing the goal even And the suffering enables her to keep going one step at a time. When we stay loyal and obedient to Jesus, when it would be easy, almost even understandable to quit, this brings him great joy. He knows the joy of obedience through suffering. He knows the delight of making it to the other side. I know this may sound like a cliche, but we have the ability to make Jesus smile and take delight in us. Bring this home for you this morning on a personal basis. Your life today, today, can bring joy to Jesus. Is there a specific area of your journey in which your faith may be wavering, struggling, Is there an area right now in your journey in which you may be tempted to throw in the towel? Stay the course. Lean in and lean on Jesus. Remain true. By His grace, you can endure. By His grace, you can persevere. And as you do, you can put your pillow on the head at night knowing that you brought joy and delight to your Savior and Lord. But remember, I said we need to explore the double delight of Christmas joy. Jesus takes great joy in you, and you can find great joy in him. So Christmas is just throwing us a great party of joy this morning. Jesus takes joy in us when we persevere, and we are given the spiritual capacity to take joy in God, to enjoy God, in all things. Jesus said, my joy will be in you and that your joy may be complete. Not partial, but complete. The only way to have a joy that is full, that is complete, a joy that does not tarnish, it does not fade over time, is to have a joy that is deeply rooted in God and deeply rooted in the love that God has for you. Joy invested in anything or anyone else has the potential to diminish and to fade. How do we get to that place in our journey where we take delight, where we take great joy in the Lord? Let's consider this question for a moment from the angle of desire. I don't think it's a stretch to say, and I think you would agree, that we desire that which brings us great joy. Joy. We tend to pursue that which makes us happy, at least that which we think will make us happy. This week I was pondering this idea of desire as it relates to the state of our nation right now and the COVID 19 pandemic. This is a gut wrenching and most challenging time. It is going to be a very difficult 45, 60, 90 days for our country until a vaccine is fully distributed. And what makes it even more difficult is that some of the struggle and some of the pain, and yes, even some of the death, could have been prevented if people had worn masks, not gathered in groups, and if they had stayed six feet apart, washing hands and so forth. Let me encourage you to keep doing all those things. Some have said we are in this sad shape because of a lack of leadership from some of our elected officials. I'm sure that has something to do with it. But you know, I'm beginning to think it has more to do with misplaced desires. Simply put, there are people in our country who desire to assert their individual liberty rather than following public health guidelines. There are people in our country who desire to believe in conspiracy theories about the vaccine or even the existence of the virus more than they have the desire to face the facts, the science, and the hard reality of a death count. There are people who desire gratification in the short term rather than sacrificing for the greater good for the long term. I might be wrong, but it seems like we have a desire problem I would like to humbly suggest that we all might wrestle with this on some level and in some way this idea of desire this past week I went for my annual physical I had to I didn't want to go to the doctor with all the COVID I just didn't want to go but I had to It was long overdue I have some numbers that are the way I put it are just on the low side of high. You know, that just sounds better, doesn't it, tech team? On the low side of high, I think it sounds better. Everything went well. No medication, which I'm glad of. But one of my numbers is just a little bit elevated. And the doctor wrote me a little note that I went to online in my portal so I could see. And she said, you know, the way this number is going to go down is to eat less red meat, processed food, and whole dairy. It seems like double stuffed Oreos is not good for your cholesterol. Now that's a matter of desire, isn't it? I have to desire a lower number than I do Oreos. Okay, somebody please connect the dots with sweet hymns of joy. It is not necessarily in our human nature to desire and to take pleasure in the things of the Lord we are too prone to desire conflict more than peace we're too prone to desire hate and meanness more than love yes even despair over hope and short-term pleasure over the deeper joy of long obedience in the same direction toward our Lord It is part of our human nature. It is part of the pattern or the way of the world in which we find our natural selves. So how can we speak of this deep and abiding joy about which Jesus speaks and the angels sing? Well, we can't produce it ourselves. We can't buy it. We can't manufacture it. We can only receive it. We can only open our hands and our hearts to the Lord and receive it. It is given to us by Jesus. It is His gift to us. And it is produced in us and and worked in us over time by the Holy Spirit. It is one of the evidences of the Holy Spirit at work in your life is the gift of joy. It's part of being a Christian. This is part of the transformation of becoming new in Christ we're given a new way a new way of being a new life saint paul wrote i have been crucified with christ and i no longer live but christ lives in me this life i now live in the body i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me hear the good news this morning your joy Your deepest joy does not depend on your mood. It does not depend on your circumstances. It is a promised gift of Jesus to you, and it is being produced in you by the Holy Spirit as you yield your life to His control. He will shape and bend your deepest desires, your deepest joy, to be taking delight in God and simply enjoying The Lord. Perhaps the path to Christmas joy for you this year is to ask the Lord to shape and bend your desires toward Him. Fast forward for a moment to that moment when you stand on the brink of eternity. Just go there. Don't you want the deepest. Joy, the deepest desire in your heart to be for Jesus. Don't you want that to be the name on your lips and the name deeply in your heart? Sweet hymns of joy, a joy that cannot be taken away is a joy that is grounded in Jesus. I usually begin my study for each week's message on the Monday before. I've developed this practice over 30 years in hopes that the Lord will use even my downtime, like when I'm walking the dog or or exercising or whatever, just to bring things to mind. And there are some weeks when the Lord places people on my mind and and different Bible verses on my mind, there are some weeks the Lord places a song on my mind and in my heart, and I'll just hum and consider the lyrics over and over and over the lord did this this past week as i have pondered this idea of desires and this idea of joy as i've pondered my life and my hopes for your life and your joy i hope that when all is said and done i hope that we simply want jesus and to take in all that he is because That then brings great joy to his heart.